This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome back to Party on the Peninsulas. I'm Lavora Barnes. The word this week, chaos. It's the ongoing story of Republicans running to succeed Debbie Stabenow in the United States Senate. Their story got even more muddled this week with the announcement by ultra-right-wing former Congressman Justin Amash that he was going to join the circular firing squad. Michigan Republicans' brutal infighting is getting nastier by the day. Their caustic showdown will leave them with a badly damaged nominee who's out of touch with Michigan families. Amash has an extensive record of leaving Michiganders behind, supporting dangerous abortion bans, vowing to cut health care access, and backing the 2017 tax giveaway to the wealthy and large corporations. In the meantime, other Senate wannabes focused on slamming each other. Sandy Pensler and Mike Rogers engaged in website wars, with each redirecting Michiganders visiting Mike Rogers for Senate and elect sandypensler.com to attacks on their opponent's record. Roger Stone, a Trump ally, took aim at Rogers for being a, quote, blatant fraud who voters need to be leery of. Stone slammed Rogers for leaving his home state of Michigan in the dust, making nearly $2 million in the past two years alone, living in a $1.5 million Cape Coral mansion, and only moving back to Michigan, quote, a few months before announcing his U.S. Senate run. Donald Trump continued to complicate Republicans' bid to win the Senate seat. In response to a question if he'd pardon Trump, Rogers said it's in the quote, country's best interest not to go through that nonsense, end quote. He went on to say that Trump's New York civil fraud case showed two tiers of justice. Pensler bashed, quote, career politicians, Rogers and Peter Meyer, saying that most of the country's problems were due to them being unwilling to take on hard decisions because they're afraid of losing their jobs. Grab your popcorn and pull up a chair. When millionaires Pensler, Rogers, and Meyer start spending their vast personal fortunes, you can count on the political bloodbath moving to your television. All of this stands in stark contrast to the long history of our guest on this week's podcast. Debbie Stabenow has always run on a forward-thinking platform of progress for Michigan, and the voters have endorsed that approach to her campaigns time after time. We're joined by Senator Debbie Stabenow in a moment, but first... An update on some of the week's political and policy news from MDP's Dorian Tyatt. In the news this week, days after Donald Trump torpedoed a bipartisan bill to strengthen border security, President Biden and Trump toured portions of the Mexican border. For Trump, it was another blast at the president for the immigration crisis, ignoring the bill he ordered congressional Republicans to defeat. President Biden called Trump out for the blatantly political maneuvering. The majority of Democrats and Republicans in both houses support this legislation until someone came along and said, don't do that, it'll benefit the incumbent. That's a hell of a way to do business in America for such a serious problem. We need to act. It's time for the speakers and some of my Republican friends in Congress who are blocking this bill to show a little spine. And the president challenged Trump to actually do something positive. Instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me, or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. You know and I know it's the toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill this country has ever seen. 
So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done? Michigan Republicans continue to face turmoil in the leadership war between besieged Christina Caramo and Trump-backed ex-Congressman P. Hoekstra. Although Caramo continues to fight her ouster in the courts, she did cancel the convention she called for Saturday, leaving the state GOP with one convention, led by Hoekstra, to select delegates to the party's national convention. This came days after a Kent County judge ruled that Karamo was properly removed as the leader of the party during a January 6th meeting held by the breakaway faction of the party. Another center of Republican turmoil, Ottawa County. After a right-wing takeover of the county's board of commissioners, an effort to fire the county health department director has fizzled out. More than a year after the Ottawa County Board of Commissioners tried to fire Adeline Hambly, battled with her in court, and then reportedly offered her money to leave, the commissioners voted 11 to nothing Monday to let her keep her role after all. A factory corning plans to build west of Saginaw will fill a gap in the U.S. solar energy supply chain, state officials said Tuesday, as they approved $109 million in subsidies for the $900 million project. Corning Subsidiary Solar Technology, LLC, plans to build the 1 million square foot assembly plant next to Hemlock Semiconductor. When completed in 2028, the Richland Township factory will be expected to employ 1,100 people making solar components, a move that could advance Michigan's efforts to attract more clean energy projects to the state. The Michigander reports that former Congressman and U.S. Senate candidate Mike Rogers has joined ex-President Donald Trump in claiming that he supports access to in vitro fertilization after a recent Alabama Supreme Court ruling effectively banned the treatment for families across the state. But a closer look at Rogers' voting record from his time in Congress, the online publication reports, shows that Rogers tried and failed on at least four separate occasions to pass federal legislation that would have had the exact same effect as the recent ruling in Alabama, only on a much larger nationwide scale. During his 14 years in Congress, Rogers lobbied for a nationwide abortion ban and repeatedly introduced federal legislation that would have restricted access to reproductive health care, including four bills that would have made IVF treatment illegal nationwide. Donald Trump, who once said women having an illegal abortion should face criminal charges, said in an interview with BFF Sean Hannity that he's considering a national 15-week abortion ban. In the same interview, Trump claimed he's on the side of women. Thousands of high-income earners have not filed tax returns for several years, but the cash-strapped Internal Revenue Service did nothing to get them to pay what they owe. That changes now, the tax agency announced Thursday. The IRS will send notices to thousands of people who made more than $400,000 and did not file returns in at least one year from 2017 to 2022, the first step to collecting any tax owed. The increased enforcement against tax-dodging millionaires is the direct result of increased funding for the IRS included in the Biden Inflation Reduction Act of 2023. A plan to ban openly carried guns at Michigan voting locations passed the state Senate Thursday. But a House split means the bills likely won't reach Governor Gretchen Whitmer's desk anytime soon. Two vacant Democratic seats in the House have created a temporary 54-54 tie in the House, and Republicans are united in opposing the election safety bills. Senate Democrats approved the two-bill package in party-line votes, 
calling it the latest step in their effort to protect the democratic process. Republican Senator Ruth Johnson, a former secretary of state, said the bills would only serve to restrict the rights of law-abiding citizens in our state. She took issue with the idea that a person openly carrying within 100 feet of a ballot drop box could be inadvertently charged with a crime. Links to these and other stories are on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. From Michigan Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyus. It's a pleasure to welcome Michigan Senior Senator Debbie Stabenow to the podcast. Senator Stabenow symbolizes the very best in public service. Beginning as an Ingham County Commissioner, she served the people of Michigan for nearly 50 years, state representative, state senator, congresswoman, and for the last 23 years as our United States Senator. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate seeing you here. Party on the Peninsula is what we call it, and uh, a lot of what this party does is thanks to you. So I am thrilled that you're here to be part of what we're doing today. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lavora, for all your wonderful leadership. And this is a wonderful team effort in Michigan. We know how to work hard and get things done. So it's great. That we do. That we do. So we're just out of a primary and you were part of the team that worked so hard to make Michigan an early primary state. Talk a little bit to our listeners about why it was important for Michigan to go first and, of course, what it means that we did. And, of course, let's celebrate a little bit how well we did in going first. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'd love work because you were an important part of the team. We came together to make the case successfully. Yeah. Michigan is an incredibly diverse state, and we should be early in the primary lineup uh, because of not only economic diversity, we make things, we grow things, but ethnic diversity. We're a big state. We're a state that encompasses really all of the interests and the values as Democrats and as Americans. And so we made the case and we were successful. So it's great. It is great. I'm I'm so pleased. And we, we were able to do that and you were able to help us do that while doing some really important work in Washington on behalf of Michiganders and Americans. I want to talk a little bit about your work in agriculture because it's so important to us here in Michigan and so important to the country as well. Let's start by giving folks an update. What's happening? What do folks need to know? Talk a little bit about what's going on in Washington in the world of agriculture that's so important to all of us. Well, I, I always say we make things and grow things in Michigan, and you don't have an economy unless somebody makes things and grows things. And in fact, one out of four jobs in Michigan relate to growing things and the processing of food and so on. And so I am laser focused on what we need to do to expand opportunity for small farmers, for farmers of color, for all farmers in our country, and also how do we do what we need to do to make sure that people have access to food? The reality is we have the safest, most affordable, most abundant food supply in the world, but we need to make sure that Americans have access to this food. So it's not only about agriculture and production, but I have been laser focused on what we need to do to make children make sure children in school have access to the food they need, 
I've led an effort that's going to start in June where we have summer meals available. We have kids that eat during the year, but they don't eat in the summer. How do you not eat in the summer? And so we're going to robustly add efforts to support children's ability to get healthy food in the summer, which is very important. This is a great American value that people have the capacity to get help when they need access to food. And I've been very focused on expanding what we look at in terms of agriculture, urban agriculture in Detroit and farmers markets and the Easter market in Detroit, Mm -hmm. as well as farmers across Michigan. So we have uh, a lot of important uh, work to do. I'm proud to have been involved in pushing us to the point where we are really making sure small farmers as well as large farmers have the support they need. Is there something, long story, terrific career that you've had, is there something that you point to as the thing that you are the most proud that you worked on and were able to accomplish for Michiganders and Americans? LaVore, it's really hard. People ask me all the time. I would say one area relates to the fact that we've been able, I've been able to uh, really double down on making access to healthy food available for children and families and also focus on food and agriculture as an economic engine. We've got folks in Eastern Market who've gone from selling on the weekends to now having enough markets to get their own storefront. Wow. Detroit or other places and to be able to expand in terms of jobs. So that's really important. Great Lakes, really important to me. We Great Lakes are in our DNA. Yeah. And protecting the Great Lakes has been something incredibly important to me. Authoring the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. So very important. And then I've been the champion around healthcare, mental health. We are now transforming behavioral health in a way where we can fully fund healthcare above the neck as well as healthcare below the neck. And that's something that I care passionately about. I love that healthcare above the neck. I'm going to use that one. That's terrific. Another thing I know you're passionate about because we've been working on it together. Let's talk about Michigan Messengers. Yes. I, I want the audience of this podcast to understand what this program is, how important it is, and why it was so important to you to bring this to the party. Well, I really feel like we have done so much and folks don't know about it. The messaging on the other side, the negative messaging is so overwhelming. It's really hard to punch through in terms of what's actually been done, which is why I've been, I've invested in the party, working with you to create a way to talk about the fact that, hello, we have a president who is bringing jobs home and rebuilding Michigan and America and lifting up folks to be in the middle class, like really focusing on the middle class. We have uh, the other side, the Republicans have said forever that really it's about trickle-down economics. Give the money to the rich folks at the top and eventually it'll trickle down, which it never does. And so we've got a president that is 
rebuilding America, bringing jobs home, investing in American innovation. And we need to tell the story, which is why I have been so focused on this. And the other thing is, in addition to growing the middle classes, we're taking on the, the big corporate interests. I've for a long time talked about taking on the drug companies. I was the first person that took uh, seniors in a bus from Detroit right. to Windsor to show that you could drop prices by 40% just because Canada negotiates drug prices. Yeah. We're not doing that. This president, the Democrats took that on. We are actually doing that. $35 a month insulin for our seniors. We are negotiating drug prices, camping them out. People have to pay. And it's really important to me that we tell the story because we get all the negative. People don't trust government. They don't trust people because all they hear is the negative. But the truth is, we are fighting for people every day. This president gets up every day fighting for people in Michigan and across the country. And by the way, Donald Trump gets up every day just thinking about himself. So we have an important message to tell. We do, and we've got to get it out. And one, one of the things that folks can do is participate in this program. Our party members have vast um, networks of folks who aren't all, all as understanding of what the, the good news is that we could be telling. And what we need our folks to do is help us spread the word using their social media and using their networks. So that's what Michigan Messengers does. And um, we're going to encourage folks to sign up. We're going to put a link on the website um, to help people figure out a little bit more about how they can spread the word about the good news and about what's happening in both in Michigan and in, in the country um, in terms of the, the good works that are happening. So good works. And, and LeVar, I have to say, it seems like we never embrace good news. Donald talked about the stock market all the time. That was his whole thing. Nothing else happened. It's like he didn't. We it, When he left office, we had lost 200,000 jobs. Right. So far, under President uh, President Biden, we have gained three hundred and fifty thousand jobs, but somehow we don't embrace the capacity to tell the good news. We need to do that. We have to do it, and I do think that what we've hit upon here is that I think folks are more likely to believe that good news when they hear it from their friends and neighbors than when they hear it from the pundits and from folks like me. So. I think it's terrific that we're we're getting more folks involved in in all of that work, and we're grateful to you for helping make it happen here at the party. So such important work. So I can't have you on without acknowledging that you are about to step down and move away from your role in the U.S. Senate, and we're going to miss you. I'm going to say that out loud again. We're going to miss you. Terrific leader here that we're going to miss terribly. But what are you going to do? You know, what's the plan? Yes, I would say I've lived in Michigan my whole life. I'm I'm going to be in Michigan. So I'm going to be in Good. Michigan. I've spent a long time in public service and in elective office. So I'm stepping away from that, but I'm not stepping away from the things that I care about for Michigan. So as my wonderful friend, John Lewis said, I'm going to continue to be involved in creating good trouble. And so I'm going to do that. I care deeply about what is happening for all of us and our families. I, and I have to tell you, I am unequivocally supportive of Joe Biden because 
I've seen the way he embraces the things that we've been talking about forever. Bringing jobs home, strengthening Buy America laws, creating good paying union jobs, taking on the drug companies. I have to tell you, I have no problem supporting this president because he is laser focused on the things I've been focused on forever. So I care about Michigan. My whole family's in Michigan. I'm going to be in Michigan. And so I just want to make sure that we have what we need to thrive in Michigan. Yeah. Thank you for that. And thanks for joining us on Party on the Peninsulas. We'd love to have you back. There's going to be so much to talk about between now and the end of the year. Thanks for being here on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks. This week's Trump outrage, a campaign of lies. It will be a huge challenge for Democrats this fall. Time and again, Donald Trump flat out lies about anything that suits his purpose. And he subscribes to the statement attributed to Nazi propaganda chief Joseph Goebbels. It's hell a lie big enough and keep repeating it. People will eventually come to believe it. One lie Trump will continue to repeat from now through Election Day. Crime is rampant. Undocumented immigrants are the main reason for it. And nobody is safe in Biden's America. Nothing in that statement is true. The Brennan Center for Justice notes, starting in the 1990s, crime dropped rapidly in the United States. Following a decades-long decline, violent crime rose during the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2020, President Trump's last year in office, murder rates climbed by nearly 30% and assault rates by more than 10%. But since 2021, violent crime has started to fall. According to the FBI, as of 2022, violent crime rates had fallen by 4% and murder rates by roughly 7% since 2020. Preliminary data suggests those declines accelerated in 2023. And for undocumented immigrants, there is no evidence of a migrant crime wave, including in New York City, which the former president referred to in remarks at CPAC a week ago. To the contrary, statistics indicate there has been no surge in crime since April of 2022, when Texas Governor Greg Abbott began busing migrants to New York. Additionally, research reveals that undocumented immigration is associated with a decrease in property crime, and additional research finds that fentanyl is primarily trafficked by U.S. citizens. And that's this week's update from your Democratic Party. I'm LaVora Barnes. Thank you for listening. Paid for by the Michigan Democratic Party, 606 Townsend, Lansing, Michigan, 48933.